podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Yeah, I think he just has everyone's respect and um, knows what it means to play for the club and knows what it means for the fans to, to win. So, yeah, Sonny's an unbelievable captain and so is Gareth Bale. Played against Spurs at the City Ground, I think it was. Was it when you lifted Richie? Yeah. Was, was, was that ever mentioned when, you, when you've come to, uh, to the training centre? I'd been here about a day. <laughs> Hi everyone, here we are for another episode of Off The Shelf, with me Michael Dawson and my co-host Paul Miles. How are you my friend? Oh good my friend, I am looking forward to this one immensely because um, well, this means that this one's going to mean a lot to you isn't it, one of your old muckers. Well it's took me a long time to get him on, oh, yeah, I'm just glad that he's finally had the time for us but let's introduce the, him. The threats have worked at last. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute legend. Go on, I'll let you introduce him, mate. Well, this player is a player I've known for a long time, through his younger ages, now to be sitting here at the Tottenham Hotspur Training Centre. Two ex-reds. <laughs> Brennan Johnson, how are you? Very good, thank you. Nice thank to see you, you mate, and thank you for coming on. No problem. Great to see you, Brennan. Look, we, we can't look back on your early years without uh, talking about your dad, first of all. David, um, played alongside this man at Forest. Um, I'm assuming having someone like, like that as your father, your role model at football, it was always going to be football for you, right? Just from him being a footballer kind of made me want to want to do it as well. I think, um, yeah, just seeing him when I was younger playing or being able to watch videos of him, it kind of just made me want to play even more. So, yeah, having that was, was really good for me. I think it started the love for the game that I have. Dawes will know him as a player, but, I mean, as a father, in that father-son relationship, how was he with you and your football? Yeah, he was, he was really chilled. Um, I don't think he ever put loads of pressure on me. I think as soon as he saw that I loved football, he kind of left it to whatever team I was playing for, the managers there. Obviously, he'd give me tips and, and things like that. But yeah, growing up playing, uh, he'd never get too involved unless he, he felt like he needed to. But um, yeah, he's always kind of just watched from back from afar. I think he enjoys watching me. And um, yeah, I think it's been perfect for me. I think uh, anything too intense probably doesn't suit me too well. So I think, uh, yeah, he's definitely done it, done it perfectly. Bren, I know pretty much your whole life, so we don't need to, I don't need to ask, but you need to tell these viewers and the listeners, growing up in Notts, was that the team you followed? Yeah. Or did you have no choice? Your dad was like your Forest fan, that's it. At the academy, you just get tickets to go and watch the first team. And we used to play Saturday morning and then obviously the team would play Saturday afternoon, so... For me, just to go from my game, then I'd go and watch the first team. That kind of just got into the routine. So I probably did that for 10 years until I got to like an older age where we started playing a bit later. But yeah, I always just watched Forest and always wanted them to win. What age did you go into the academy? I, I think you can't sign properly to under nine. But I think before that, you can kind of come and play games. So I played for my local team. And then I'd train with the academy from the age of like seven, I think. And then kind of mixed in between there until I was old enough to actually sign and then I signed full-time. How, how was, I mean, you, you were in a different position to the other kids in there because your dad was, was obviously there and playing. Was that, did that make it, a, you probably wouldn't have noticed as a kid, but that, did that make it any different for you? No, definitely not for me. I don't think um, it would be one of those things that I'd, I'd really notice because for me it was just my life, him playing football, and I don't think I really realised that I guess everyone there would have known who he was and would have known who I was from him. But um, yeah, I think that just credit to like the, the staff there and the coaches and also the players that it was never ever made a thing that I was there because of my dad or 
or anything like that or any added pressure. So. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Any more pressure? For nah, never, never ever felt that um, growing up at Forest, which is quite unusual. I think a lot of people would have that kind of pressure. But I think back then, everyone just loved football and loved playing. And um, the coaches, I think they wanted to make sure that it wasn't made out to be like that. And um, yeah, I've got a lot to thank for them for that. Were you always an attacker? Did you always want to score the goals and assist? Uh, yeah, from a young age, always always playing as high as I can, trying to score. And then when I got to about under, I think I was about 14 years old, um, started playing more midfield. And then, yeah, playing midfield. And then I got injured for like over a year and then came back and I'd grown a lot and got a lot faster. So I went back on the wing and then from there on, I just carried on. What was the injury? I had a fractured patella wow. when I was... 14. That must have been yeah. massive. Yeah, so my knee literally snapped in half during a game. And then, yeah, I was probably out for 10, 11 months of that. Wow. So you did well to come back from that as a, yeah, as a, think, as a kid. Um, yeah, after that was obviously the time where uh, people were getting scholars and um, I'd kind of just came back. So I think just before that time, they want to kind of push players to see if they can handle playing into like the 18s. Um, but because I just came back from injury, I was always just playing with my age or... If they all went up, they'd probably do a friendly, just have another game. So I was always never really pushed until um, I thankfully got that scholar and then I kind of built my way up. Let's talk about your scholarship, Bren. So we've had Skippy on here and Skippy said when he was uh, came in as a, as a YTS doing his, his duties, he, he was supposed to clean Potch's boots. However, he forgot. Is there any stories that, that you had along them lines or were the, the jobs done and dusted by the time you came in? No, we had the jobs. You didn't clean my boots. No, I didn't That's clean yours. Sure. <laughs> I didn't clean yours. I'm cleaning Jono's. There you go, Jono. I got a few stories. There was a, there was a guy in my team who, um, who used to like, wash them terribly. And I remember, um, I'm not going to... Come on, name, name them. Name them. <laughs> One of the first team players came in and like we were just before training and he's came over from the first team bet and just like ripped into all of us. He didn't know who cleaned it because he didn't know anyone's yeah, name. Yeah. So he just kind of ripped into all of us saying they were all really bad. And one of the lads in our team the next day drowned their boots. <laughs> <laughs> drowned the boots and then put them out again. And after that... Um, after that, no one cleaned any boots? After that, we had to clean them properly or yeah, I think they were going to... You need to ask your dad how, how well I cleaned. Yeah, I did. I, I looked after, your dad looked after me, though. Yeah. I cleaned his dad's You're boots. quite proud of it, that, aren't you? What, that cleaning uh, No, no, jobs? how well you did that job as a, as a yeah, king. Yeah, he's Puma King, he's yeah. no joke. Yeah, yeah, he used to take real care. Sparking. He used to go in and then we used to have to put him in the skip on a Friday. Yeah, yeah. The, the team sheet would be on the skip and you'd be like, right, two pads or two boots, whatever, you go in, you had to tick him off. If his boots were in on a Saturday, he got to the ground, you'd be like, oh my yeah. gosh, the all hell had let loose. But I did well. But he's, he's long gone that now, hasn't he? I think, I think he was good. Like, I used to walk into the change room. Not really, I don't think. No. Yeah, not really. Dukesy probably good. does yours now, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah. In fact, no, he gets everyone else doing yeah. Dukesy. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a kit man, manager, actually. Now he's, yeah. He used to clean, do everything. Now he's just a boss. Yeah, just a boss. We're going to move forward to um, when you made your breakthrough into the, into the Forest First team. And, of course, you made your debut alongside this man. What was, it, what was that like? That was, it was crazy, I think. Um, yeah, I came in... Um, to the first team, I think like the season before, just the end of the season was when the 23 season had finished, I went and um, did a bit of training with the first team. I then started pre-season with the first team and then, um, yeah, I didn't know what to expect, to be honest. I thought maybe maybe go on loan or just stay with the 23s for another season. And then it just got closer and closer to the first game of the season and then I found myself on the bench. Um, at the end of the game, 90th minute, I think someone went down with cramp and... 
I was just sat on the bench, didn't really warm up the game because I don't think I ever really got that feeling that I was going to come on, to be honest. No one ever told me to warm up. So, yeah, someone got cramp and I was sat on the bench and the manager just turned around, I remember he pointed at me um, and just said, get ready. So as soon as he did that, started panicking a bit. Didn't know where to go and run out, but obviously there was about two minutes left, so I thought, nah, I'll just get changed. And then, yeah, I came on and... It was just a crazy feeling. I think um, when you play now, obviously you still got the same love for the game, but that feeling when you first come on, it's almost like you're playing a different game because all you're used to is playing in front of your parents and family. So now, playing in front of that many players and you're in it. But it was good. I think I remember getting on the ball straight away and I felt felt quite comfortable. Now, Dawes, obviously, as we know, you played alongside David and now you're playing alongside his son. I mean, we've often spoken about this. There's not many... Players who can who can say that, but what, I mean, what do you remember about it? What do you remember about Brennan? You know, as he came through the ranks. Apart from feeling old. Yeah, apart <laughs> from that. <laughs> no, I mean, look, I was I was a young eighteen year old breaking into the first team, playing with with uh, senior Jono, and it was brilliant. We got to the playoffs, him and Jono and Marlon being up the top of the field, having a great year. Um, but going back to when Brennan broke into the team, it was. He was always one of them players that you looked at coming up, getting an opportunity. You always knew he was he was going to get that opportunity, and it was with Sabri, wasn't it, Lamucci? Um, and and it was me and Ben Watson at the time, seeing your players in the dressing room and grabs. We always thought Brennan should probably have got a lot more opportunities than you did, and you had to be patient, didn't you? Uh, but always had that real talent, real pace. When he did a finishing session, you could always see ball striking, but you just need that opportunity. But always had that potential. That that's what you could see from a young age. Frightening pace, took you up the field when you when you were in in defence. And I remember a, a game against Sheffield Wednesday after COVID. Do you remember yeah, you playing yeah, that? Yeah, I, remember that. I remember he had an opportunity and just things that you remember playing in games. Uh, and then you obviously had to go out on loan to, to Lincoln. And I thought at the time we should have kept him, but looking back, it was probably the best thing that ever happened to you going out on loan and playing consistently. Yeah, for sure. I think. Um... Yeah, I think that season when I made my debut, it was a weird season because obviously you guys were doing so well in the team and they had a real style of football that probably didn't suit as much like a young guy coming into the team. I think they beat some really good teams. So I had to kind of uh, wait a bit and then the next season I went to Lincoln and um, kind of knew the manager already and he kind of told me that he, where he wanted me to play and what he sees for the team. They had a lot of young players as well and... It couldn't have gone better, to be honest. I think um, even the location, Lincoln, it was 45 minutes away. Didn't have to move there. Felt comfortable. A lot of people my age. And, yeah, could literally just focus on football. How, how important was that for you to leave Forest, that all you'd known since the, the age of eight, and then going to somewhere new that's not the city ground, that's not the training facilities, it's completely different? I mean, I know it went well for you personally and for the team, but how good was it? Yeah, it was, it was really good. I think even now, um, coming here, like... Mm it makes you definitely not take it for granted because Lincoln was a good training ground, to be fair. It was quite modern, but um, yeah, it was definitely smaller. The, uh, the pitches weren't as good and you're playing against teams like um, that don't have the greatest facilities and you just have to get on with it because at the end of the day, no one cares about the facilities. It's just about trying to win and, and improve. So I think going there, it was almost just strictly focusing on football and, and learning and getting better. So... Yeah, even now I take little bits from, from when I was at Lincoln. I really uh, enjoyed that time. 21-22 must have been an incredible season. Obviously, I mean, I can remember Forrest was struggling. Steve Cooper <clears> came in and he takes you to the Premier League. I mean, you played a huge part in that. What was that? What was it like? Just to, And to be part of a, you know, having grown up with the club, to be able to play such a big part in getting them back into the Premier League, it must have been massive. 
Yeah, it was it was a crazy season. It, it almost feels like two seasons because obviously we had the pre-season with the um, with one manager. Then um, during the season, we we changed manager, so it almost felt like it was literally the opposite in terms of we didn't start well. I think that was down to mostly the players. I don't think we played well enough, and we had a kind of team that was a lot of players who who hadn't played the season before. It was quite a new team, and. Um, yeah, I just felt like as soon as we got it rolling, it just carried on and carried on and carried on and we were building momentum and the fans were unbelievable. Yeah, I think the momentum that we built from that season and obviously getting promoted was was even better. It was an unbelievable day. And you also became a, a full international in that year with, with Wales. Tell us a little bit about that. You came through your grandparents. Yeah, I think when I first went to Wales, I was meant to be with the 21s and then uh, I think someone pulled out from the first team, so I went up with the senior team. Did a few camps where I didn't get on and it kind of just made me want to prove, my, uh, prove to them even more that I was ready to play. Then I think in November the time came where uh, I came on and that was another unbelievable feeling. Different to making a debut at Forest, but um, yeah, just playing in international football is, is a massive thing for me and it's something that I'm really proud of and seeing how happy it made my family was, was even better. I'd like to talk to you about Gareth Bell. And that, this is interesting because, because of the pair of you are here. Thor saw Gareth come through the system here as a, as a young man blossoming into a world-class player. He was your leader at Wales. He was the finished product and then some by then. Champions League's in the bag. What did you learn off Gareth? What did Gareth offer to you as a, as a young man coming through the team? I'm sure he, he must have been great for you because he was such a, a good, great team person, wasn't he? Yeah, he was unbelievable in the team. I think, um, I think everyone knows how much he loved playing for Wales, so... I think when he was going through a tough time at Real Madrid, coming to Wales was like a breath of fresh air for him. And he was so happy around the place and um, spoke to everyone, got on with everyone. And on, on the pitch, I feel like it brought more out of him, especially in them big games. I remember we played against um, Ukraine in the in the playoff final and he kind of he just came alive. I remember he didn't really train that much that week. Um, I think he had a few uh, problems in training and... The boys were kind of getting nervous, but then he came out on that day and yeah, scored and kind of just led the team, even the way he works. For, so for me, just day to day, just watching him, I couldn't have learned enough, I think, how good he was technically and also his pace and finishing and how deadly he was. So yeah, and at the end of his time with Wales, he was really good with me, I think. Um, he gave me a lot more advice, especially at the World Cup, because I think he saw not a similar player, but kind of um, pace. And I think he, he saw some bits that he feels like I could have done better. And I listen to every word that he says because coming from someone like that is, is special. But you were captain by him at Wales. Now you're captain by Sonny here at Spurs. Any similarities between the two of them? Apart from two unbelievable players, two Spurs legends? Yeah, apart from that, um, I think quite similar captains. I think um, both really good, like around the place, a lot of jokes and... Um, can speak to everyone I feel like Sonny's so approachable he speaks to literally every single person he sees so but at the same time he's, he's a good leader as well I think um, because he's such a good player and he can win games for us he demands the ball to be perfect for him and um, yeah he, he can let you know if he doesn't like something or feels like something can, can be done better and yeah I think he just has everyone's respect and um, knows what it means to play for the club and knows what it means for the fans to to win, so yeah, Sonny's an unbelievable captain and so was Gareth Bale. Sonny comes across now as he, he doesn't mind saying the hard words as well, you know, because I think it was with the West Ham game he came out and spoke to us 
I've never heard him speak like that before. And this is really where he's taking the captaincy on board. And you're seeing that every day and you're, you're seeing it in the dressing room. He's, he's obviously got that side too now because he's, he's played at the highest level for a long time. He's got that in him, hasn't he? Yeah, exactly. I think um, he's, he's one of the best in the world. So I think um, he can see first if the standards are dropping. And I think, um, especially around that time when we played against West Ham and we lost a couple of games, I feel like he could feel the standards and um, the discipline that we didn't have. And I feel like he was the first to try and snap us out of it. And I think he carried us through that period. I think um, the way he was on the pitch, the speeches he did before the games and Listen, when he, when he talks, everyone listens because of what he's done and how good of a person he is. So, yeah, he's definitely got that side to him where he can um, be serious. But obviously, at the same time, he's, he's a really good guy and gets on with everyone. So I think everyone knows that he's definitely not a soft captain, I think. He, well, I imagine yeah. when, he, when he does yeah. talk like that, you listen. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, because especially for a player like me, when, he's, um, when I've got the ball and he's running to the box... If I don't play that ball, then he let me know because I know nine times out of ten, he's going to put it in the back of the net because how good he is at finishing. So I think he obviously wants to score, he wants to help the team and he knows that he needs the right support. And um, yeah, he's, he's an unbelievable captain. You touched on support there. Another icon who messages you. Um, and I'm sure everyone who's going to be listening and watching this will want to know the question. Or should I say answer? Yeah. David Beckham. How was this relationship? How do you know him? How did it all come about? It's just through my dad. Um, I think they played in the youth team together at Man United. And then one of my dad's good friends was David Beckham's best friend now. And um, yeah, they kind of just kept in touch in that. And then they did a bit of work together, which they, they don't do anymore. So I think it just came through that. And David Beckham just kind of taking interest in what I was doing because he was, he was friends with my dad. So I think, um, yeah, it's, it's nothing too like serious. I won't, I won't call him my mate, but... Um, yeah, he, he's, he sent me a few messages maybe when I made my debut or made my debut for Wales or came here. He, he's always sent me some nice messages. When that. He's an absolute legend. When I went away with England for the first time, he was the first player that I was starstruck from. Yeah. I've still got a World Cup shirt. Well, he's, he, spent, he spent two or three months here on training with us. Yeah, he trained with us, yeah, but obviously I was away with England yeah. and he signed one of my shirts. And I've still got it up now. Bex is an absolute legend, isn't he? He's got the looks, he's got, he's got it all, hasn't he? He's just a legend. Huh? It's how people talk about you, mate. <laughs> what, good looking? <laughs> Cheers, mate. <laughs> I mean, we've got to talk about another experience you've had at a very young age and this, this would have been something special with Wales, the World Cup, obviously, back in the 2022. Um, I mean, first of all, You'd have known all the stories, you'd have known the near misses in the past and what it would have meant for Wales to qualify for that tournament. When you actually did it, tell us about it. Because I heard that you ended up celebrating in Gareth's bar in Cardiff. Yeah, we did. Oh, he must, he must have just took the tab. Yeah. There was no pain that night. There was no pain that night. It's all on Gareth. Cheers, yeah, guys. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was crazy, I think. Um, obviously, we, we paid a Ukraine who obviously had been through. Uh, what was going on there so it kind of got delayed so we played them we had a big build-up to it so I, I think in the end that probably helped us because it kind of made everyone realize how big of a game it was and then as soon as we came to camp it was the same good like positive energy that's always there so I think going into the game we knew it was going to be a tough game because they're a really good team I think on the day they probably um, played better than us but I think we dig we dug deep and the fans pushed us on so much and then as soon as the final whistle went I feel like just like all the emotion out of it just came out and people are 
worked so hard to get, especially like Gareth, Wayne Hennessy and Ramsey. They'd never been to a World Cup and they'd been playing for Wales for over 10 years, 10, 15 years. And us guys who are younger have probably had it lucky like already. Uh, been to Euros, Nations League, World Cup now and I feel like they definitely let us know how much it meant for them because it had been over 60 years since Wales had gone to a World Cup. So now I feel like it's just like the benchmark, what we have to set, we have to try and qualify for these yeah, tournaments. Yeah. What was it like out there? I was going to say, I mean, I think you were on the bench for the for USA the first game, wasn't it? Yeah. But what was it like just to, you know, to walk out at a World Cup and have your first game there, quite, a, you know, a, a decent one against USA as well? Yeah, All was, eyes are on you. Yeah, exactly. I remember it was one of the, it was one of the first games um, of the tournament, so it felt like everyone was watching, especially playing against USA, who were trying to get more and more into, into football and they definitely have a good team now, so... There was a lot of spotlight on it and it was a different kind of preparation because no one there had ever played in the World Cup. Of course, it's just a normal game of football, but I think uh, being in Qatar, how hot it was and um, dealing with that for the first few days of training and going into such a big game was, was crazy, really. I feel like everyone obviously wanted to kind of play it cool, but at the same time, everyone's playing at a World Cup for the first time and I think... Maybe it probably doesn't sink in, does it? Yeah, exactly. Time? It doesn't really until you're, like, you're there, whether you're starting or you're on the bench and the final, uh, the first whistle goes and it's kind of like, well, we're here now. So, yeah, I think, and the game went quite well. We got a point, but obviously the other two games didn't go too well. But as an experience, it was, yeah, it was unbelievable. Before you had the World Cup, Bren, you, you'd had uh, an experience with the Premier League. You've been to, uh, you've played against Spurs at the City Ground, I think it was. Yeah. Was it when you lifted Richie? Yeah. Was, was, was that ever mentioned when, you, when you've come to, here to the training centre? It must have had yeah. some banner about so that. So I'd, I'd been here about a day. <laughs> I waited there, did it? And then else looked in the group chat, Mad, Madder's put a video in the group chat. He's put like a little video of me just lifting it. And then Richie's came over and said to me, oh, you remembered it. Yeah, I tell you. Icebreaker that, though. Yeah, no, it's good icebreaker. How, how, was, it, how was it being, Richie, to, to share a dressing room? He looks a character. Yeah, he is. I think um, yeah, he's a really good lad. I think uh, he loves he loves being here. He loves playing football, and um, yeah, he's really funny. I think uh, obviously playing in in Liverpool, he um, has not, he's got some scouse phrases yeah. which he says sometimes, <laughs> which are really funny. But um, yeah, he's he's a really good guy and a uh, great. Player. You two are really clicking as well at the moment, aren't you? Yeah, I think so. I think for a few of the goals, I think um, the way I like to play and the way he likes to play kind of suit each other because he likes to get into the box, get across his front. Uh, his man and I like to kind of play the ball early, get in behind and, and cross it like that. So I think, um, yeah, they suit each other and I've been happy to assist them a few times. Tell us, uh, I'd say, obviously, first season in the Premier League. I mean, how, how was it as a, as a, as a you know, first experience for you in the Premier League? How did it bring on your game? How did you find playing at the, you know, the absolute top level? Yeah, it was, it was definitely like an up and down season for me, I think. Um, when you first get promoted with a new team, it, the first few games are kind of just, you're just running off like adrenaline and the buzz off the crowd and you're not really thinking about what you're doing too much. And I feel like we, we felt that a little bit. I think we got a result in the second game where we won. And then once that kind of rubbed off and we'd kind of realised we're in the Premier League now, we've got to do, do something. We kind of struggled a bit. I think we had a lot of change in the team, a lot of new players, and it probably... Uh, made it not as comfortable transition for as many of the lads would have wanted. But I think, um, yeah, some unbelievable moments. I think the Premier League's relentless and you play against teams that at home maybe you'd expect to try and get a result against. Then they have players you can do something out of nowhere. And I feel like 
for me playing, I feel like that's the level that I needed to get at in that league in that season, being like a player where a team might play against us and think they can do some, um, get the three points, and then we ha kind of have them moments where you can just make something happen. And I tried to, I tried to do that as much as possible. Obviously, we we lost a lot of games. We didn't do that well away from home. But I feel like at the end, we kind of dug in and and we used yeah, the support. That of the home fans. crowd carried yeah, you through. Yeah, unbelievable. Didn't yeah, we had some really good days there. Yeah. And um, yeah, to stay up in the first season was probably an expectation um, that we wanted to achieve. And at the end of the day, we did it. You achieved that. First season back in the Premier League for a long time for Nottingham Forest, and then yeah. the opportunity came to to move down south. Yeah. Was it hard to be convinced? Looking at the surroundings here, probably not. Yeah. But it's always hard hard to leave somewhere that you've loved, you've grown up, yeah. uh, and a club. Yeah, it's been and everything you achieved there. Yeah, it was hard. I think, um, as you said, it was like all I knew. Um, going uh, into training every day, the same training ground since I was eight years old, and kind of. When the move came around, I think um, it was definitely something I had to think about. But I think at the same time, it was it was I had to think about myself in the situation as well. So I think once it would have been hard to to leave to any club, but I feel like um, coming to Tottenham was probably was definitely the perfect club for me to come to. I think so many aspects in terms of the squad, the staff, the fans, everything kind of just everything just felt right. So yeah, it was definitely a tough decision to leave Forest, but definitely the right one for me. Ben and uh, Joe Roden were obviously here when you when you signed in the summer. Did that make it easier? I mean, I can imagine someone. Obviously, Joe went out on loan, but imagine some, having someone like Ben around must have been a, a great help to you. Yeah, definitely. I think um, Ben knows the club really well, and I've been with Ben for around three years now, so I know Ben quite well. And yeah, he's he's just such a top guy and speaks the truth and lets you know what the club's like. And he had such good things to say. And then since I've been here, he's He's always kept an eye out for me and involved me in everything from, from the first day, which is really important because you want to feel part of the team. And he made me feel that straight away. And since then, uh, it's, been, it's been unbelievable. So I have a lot to thank him for. And um, yeah, he's, he's such a good guy. And I'm really happy that he's I mean, well. he is. I mean, Dawes knows him well as well. But he's the epitome of a club player. He's been in, I mean, he's in his 10th season now. He joined it in 2014. No one has ever said a bad word about him, and he just gives you everything. And he's such yeah. a clever player. Yeah, he's really clever. I think it tells why. Um, obviously, he's been here for ten seasons. Probably played under a few managers, and I think especially this season, the style's been so different from last season. But you adapt to it. Yeah, all the, the time. fact that you can adapt and come in when Mickey got injured, who'd been doing unbelievable, and Ben slotted in straight away and was so solid, especially in some tough games. And um, yeah, it just shows what he's all about, shows his character and, and yeah, playing in different positions, left back, centre back, I feel like he does such a good job and yeah, I'm the same with you, I don't feel I've ever seen him have a bad game. But Ben, ben signed when, just as I was leaving yeah. in 2014. He just didn't cross over, did Honestly, he? Honestly, clubs need people like him. Yeah, he's been, not just because how good he is off it, I don't think he's getting the credit he's yeah. on it, by yeah. the way. I think he's been absolutely magnificent. All right, he's coming for arguably one of the best centre backs in the league in, in Mickey. But wow, he's been unbelievable. Yeah. Playing on the left-hand side, which is, he finds passes. I think he's been fantastic. Well, yeah, I mean, you I mean, you all know better than anyone. I mean, it's people just say, yeah, he's played left-back, he's played left-wing-back, he's played left of a three, he's played left of two. You don't just do that, do you? No. That's not I, easy, is no, it? No, and it's not easy when you maybe aren't playing so many games. It can take you a run. I mean, now he's been consistent for, for quite a while. But until Mickey got injured, yeah. he hadn't played a game. 
he'd come on here or there, but not very often. So then to come in and hit the ground running, I tell you what, he, he deserved an awful lot of credit for for someone watching as a centre half because it's not easy. Going to talk about and I mean your debut for us. What a game! What a, I mean the scenes in the stadium after that game. That you know, joy, relief. A real, there was a real outpouring. We're talking about Sheffield United when we obviously scored two goals in, yeah. in added time. That was your debut. I mean, what did you make of the? I mean, that was the stadium at its best. Yeah. Fans right behind us, celebrations, a win. It was a perfect debut almost, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was crazy. I think um, I remember when the team's walking out and I was sat on the bench and just seeing the crowd and how many people were there. Obviously, I wasn't used to it, and that was a, like a proper surreal feeling. And then, um, yeah, the game went on. I remember they scored, and I was thinking, oh, I didn't want to be, I didn't want my first game to be a loss because they ain't lost all season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I remember coming on and just feeling the energy from the crowd straight away because I felt like they believed that something could happen. And yeah, it got to the end of the game, and I remember Richie scored a header. And then from there, I just had so much belief in the team that we can go and get the win. And when that second goal went in, I felt connected to the team straight away. Like, Games like that and memories like that brings people so much closer together and it was definitely the perfect debut for me. You've also experienced the North London derby as well. Talk us through that. Yeah, that was that was a crazy game as well, I think. Yeah, I didn't expect to start that game probably through the week. I thought maybe I'd have to wait a bit longer. But um, yeah, just the build-up to that was, was crazy. I think obviously watching from afar, I knew it was a big derby, but obviously I didn't know how big it was because I wasn't from here. So... Yeah, the build-up was was massive, and it was such a big game. And playing in it was was really special. I think, um, especially for a team like this, the way we played, and I think we deserved to win it on the day. But um, yeah, it was an unbelievable day. Uh, really proud for me to make my full full debut in the North London derby. Looking at the season as a whole so far, Ange came in in the summer. He's obviously signed you. We want to. We're playing a new style. It's a new era style of football I mean talk about playing in this style of football I mean it, it must be the dream ticket for a professional footballer for your manager to go out there and say we're going out to win and we're going out there to play on the front foot yeah it's it's, it's unbelievable um, as I spoke about before being at the right club to for me to move on to the style of football was a massive indicator in that I think um, watching the boys play before I'd signed there just on TV and seeing the way they were playing it was definitely something that I thought would suit me and I think um, coming here, uh, the intensity was something that stood out straight for me in training. Um, the stand-up was so high and every single player in the training pitch was, was giving everything, the tackles going in and how much people were running. So I think that uh, probably took its toll on me, which is I think why I did get injured in the Arsenal game. I feel like uh, probably a little bit of fatigue in that, in that sense. So yeah, it took a while to kind of get up to the standard because I'm coming to a massive club where they expect to be in the Champions League. They expect to be pushing to win trophies. And um, I didn't think, um, yeah, I knew it was going to be a, a tough ask because it was such a such a big club. So, yeah, playing in, playing in this team is crazy, I think. Um, for me personally, I think it's everything that I want. Um, I definitely think there's some things that I can still do better that the manager expects. But, yeah, the forward thinkingness and how high the defenders are playing. and There's a lot of bravery involved. Yeah, it's it? just bravery everywhere. And that's what the manager expects, I think. Um, when we're playing bad, he never, he will never um, get annoyed about making the wrong decision or not beating someone. Or It's always about being brave, taking the ball wherever you are. And that's what he gets most uh, frustrated with. It's not if you make a bad pass or you 
time try and take someone on and gets tackled it's always about being brave and and taking risks and playing the football that we want to play because we've seen before so many times it has it has its rewards which is why we've won uh, the amount of games we have is that the biggest thing that you've seen a difference in the expectation from here to Nottingham Forest? And I did the, did the same move for us in the Premier League and we were in the Championship. Actually, you said that quite hit yeah, you actually, didn't it? Quite I, hard. I say it massively now, the expectation. Look, last year your aim when you were at Forest was to stay in the Premier League. Here you have to win every game. When you, you Different ends of the spectrum. Is that the biggest thing that's been? Yeah, I think so. I think um, last season, obviously, we had our games that were must win. Yeah. Um, which I thought we did well in at, at, at Forest. So I th then I think you'd go to, away to to Man City and you'd feel like a free hit kind of yeah. game, or you go to a big club. And I think at home we we fancied ourselves because of the home crowd, but away we knew it was going to be tough. But coming here, um, I just remember when we lost a few games and then we went away to Man City, and I think naturally from a player who's seen the bottom of the table would think, oh, like, here we go again. But coming here. Like the amount of times we were speaking about how we can hurt them and what we can do to get past them, and it showed in the game. Like little bits like that, and then you see the quality in the boys who have turned up massively in that game. Obviously, Decky scoring in the last minute, Geo playing so well. Um, yeah, it just makes you think about uh, the expectations, which sometimes you can forget. Sometimes, and then um, yeah, just winning every game is something that I'm not used to. Like really um, looking at every game and thinking we got to win, we got to win, we got to win, especially at this level. So. I think that takes time to adapt to, but um, now, yeah, I think I'm definitely adapted to it. So, Brent, outside football, you like your fashion? Anybody who, who watches TikTok, the only TikTok I know is this one. <laughs> the one that ticks in my ears, but something you really like, Brent, yeah? yeah a bit of fashion, you can tell, tell, tell I don't, can't you? No, no, looking good. Look all right, yeah. yeah. yeah looking your well. trousers are a bit flared. <laughs> there we go. Give me a few years. <laughs> yeah, it's just something that... Um, I'm not too sure where it started. Just I think it was more like lockdown when you sat at home bored. There wasn't any football on, nothing to do really. So I kind of just uh, got involved with it there. I think I wasn't like looking too deeply in it. It was just kind of buying stuff maybe that I wouldn't buy before, and then realizing that I liked it, and um, yeah, carrying on from there. And then there's now there's some some kind of designers that I like and stuff. You carry it off anyway, mate. I try. <laughs> is that something? Is that something you'd like to away from football? Is that something you'd like to do? Like almost your own label or, or design, go and go into a bit of designing. I can imagine you and Madders could, could, could do a bit of that actually. Yeah, I think Madders could. I think he's got that sort of, that sort of vision for himself. But um, I don't know, I don't, I'm not too sure if I'd do something like that. I think it's, I think it's one thing saying you're like into your clothes and it's another thing actually making your own clothes because first of all, I don't know who'd buy them and secondly, I, I don't know. Hey, you never know. Yeah, probably not. not I'd say yet. doors will buy them, but you'd expect a lot of freebies, wouldn't you? <laughs> too right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not too sure, to be honest. Who else is in that dressing room has got a little bit about them then? Because uh, we see you walking in, yeah. you know, we've seen it on socials. I think um, quite a few of the lads, to be honest. Destiny, definitely. I think he's having himself a bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, nah, Vic, Vicario, keeper. He's got some threads, hasn't he? Yeah, oh, he's got some. He likes his gear. Um, Matters obviously. Uh, who are Brian? Brian's um, yeah. yeah likes his likes his stuff as well. So yeah, there's definitely a few, and um, yeah, it's good to see. And then you got Sunny modelling for Burberry. And yeah, then like, you got Sunny oh, just looks yeah. immaculate every level, single day. Huh? Sunny looks he looks like he's got an award show every single day. Like <laughs> everything fits perfectly. Tell us about boxing. Um, 
I've, I've, I hear you're a big fan, um, and we are now a, a boxing venue. I mean, we've had uh, Fury and Joshua fights there. I mean, yeah. don't get bigger than that. Um, tell, uh, tell us where your love of boxing comes from. Um, I think when I was when I was younger, I used to do a bit um, of boxing for fitness reasons. Def in in the off season, my dad said to me, "It's like boxers are so fit, like and um, the running they do." And yeah, so when I was probably like. 12, 13, 14, uh, in pre-season, I'd do boxing fitness. And yeah, I just remember getting battered. Like, we'd do like, on the on the pads, and then go for like a massive run, then come back, press-ups, body weight stuff, go on another run, and it was training that I'd like never seen before. But even now, like, uh, back at Forest, we used to do a bit of boxing in pre-season. I just, I just really enjoy it. I think, um, I think it's a good way to, to get fit because for me, it's funner than in terms of watching it. Yeah, I like watching the fight. So, it's early days in your Spurs career. How much are you enjoying it? Yeah, I'm loving it. I think um, every single day coming in and working with the players and the managers, I just kind of feel myself improving and learning things every day, which for me is everything that I want to do, especially at my age. I think I've still got so much to learn and um, yeah, I'm loving it. I'm playing in front of the fans. Playing in a good style of football every week next to some great players and players that I used to look up to. So, yeah, for me, it's, it's unbelievable. Well, Bren, keep up the good work. Keep enjoy coming to this beautiful place. Keep trying to score goals. Keep yeah. trying to assist and keep winning. That's eh? Perfect. Sounds good. <laughs> Thank you very much Thank for coming on, Bren. Before you go, though, we have seven questions. Have we got seven? No, we've only got three. Three, three quick-fire questions. Okay. Yeah. This will be interesting, this one. What is the favourite piece of football memorabilia that you own? Could be a shirt, could be anything. I have my first professional goal. I have this shoe, like in a box, with like the date. And I, it's good for, I just like it because I remember that game. I scored and then I got um, taken out later in the game and someone's ripped like half my boot oh, off. Wow. So the boot's kind of ripped as well. So for me, it's just quite cool to have it. And yeah, it's in like a box. It's from a Lincoln versus Plymouth game. I remember it. It just shows you it's the memories, though, isn't it? Yeah. Eh? Play, play a final medal. Must be somewhere in there. Yeah, that's where I've got that frames with the kit. Um, play a final. Did you swap any shirts? You know, your first year in the in, in the in the Premiership. Nah, I wasn't too big that? into it. Nah. nah, I just remember. I think, I think one of my first big games, I got piled off by someone. So from there, from there on, I just didn't want to do it. I've got like a lot of friends that I played against, um, which I like doing as well because it's kind of cool to have their kits, but. Um, no, I don't have any like big players that spring to mind. I've just more got people like now. If there's one bit of life advice, what would it be? To all those people out there, doesn't have to be football watching, life. Anything. I think just stick to what like doing what you love. I think uh, for me, there's times where you kind of question yourself or question things that you're doing, whether it's good for you or not. But I think uh, as long as you love what you do in terms of, for me, it's coming in training and playing every week and then doing bits on the side, I think you've got to, yeah, just stick to doing what you love, I think, for me, has been advice whenever I feel like things have been hard. And, and yeah, just remember why you started for me, especially when I first started playing football. It was just because I love kicking the ball around and having a smile on my face with my friends. And, yeah, when, when you, cannot, you can almost overcomplicate it, the game too much and then you just kind of have to look at it. You're playing every week with your friends in front of people who love watching football and share the same passion as you. So yeah, you've got to realise um, what you love really. I like that. 
that's not just in football because everyone thinks, oh, you, you play football, you're yeah. doing the best job in the world, you've not got a cost you off. You're human, everyone has problems, you have mental side, you're maybe not performing as well. Mm -hmm. Just go out there and try and enjoy yeah. it. Well, if you lose the love of the game, then you're struggling. Are oh, you right? in trouble? I mean, yeah. you, there's times where you, you doubt your ability, don't yeah. get me wrong, yeah. but you never lose that love of the game. Mm. Especially not when you get to my age now and you think, oh, maybe I wish I'd not put as much pressure on myself. Yeah. I could have enjoyed myself a little bit more because you're blinking and yeah, it's, it's gone. gone. It's, it's right, gone. Mate. You're right, you're right. I can remember like yesterday when you when you signed. So and that right. is now, oh, what's it, 19 years ago now, isn't it? Oh. I can't be that old. That's frightening, isn't it? Gosh. You and Reedy. She was me and Reedy, eh? 2005. Wow, that's Long 19, time ago. 19 years ago, mate. That's frightening. Gosh. Frightening. Still got hair. <laughs> He's only grey, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last, last one. Of this. Last one, John. Last one of this quick one, two, three. I mean, you've only been here a short while, but who is your unsung hero here at Spurs? Now, it could be a player who you think doesn't get the, the spotlight that he deserves, or it could be someone behind the scenes. Who's your unsung hero? Oh, that's a tough one. Fraser. Yeah. Fraser, yeah. He's a great nice. guy. Yeah, yeah. unbelievable uh, guy. I sit close to him in the change room and I think as soon as I came in, like, he's just one of the people that you need in the change room, like, so much experience and so funny, like, makes all the lads laugh so much and I think, I think when, again, as I went back to this before, when maybe you can find things, take things to, or get, put yourself too much pressure on yourself and, and things might get too serious, it's, you almost you just have to look at him and and he'll say something funny and make you laugh and remind you that we're here obviously for a job but we're here because we all love football and we all share the same same passion so yeah for me it's Fraser I think um, me and him get on really well and he's one of the people that you probably wouldn't expect someone to like me to get on with so well but I think every day sitting next to him, speaking to him, and yeah, for me, he's just a legend. And just told us he's unreal in training, by the way. Oh, yeah, he's unbelievable. Yeah, we'll be, we'll be training, and it'll be like a drill where there's 11 players um, against mannequins just going through the way that we want to play, and there's two teams, so you kind of take turns. And you just go to a finish, but we'll be crossing the ball across, Fraser will save it, and then you have to carry on. Fraser has to pick the ball up and throw it, and we have to kind of react to it, and then it'll come back. Another cross shot, Fraser will save it. Sometimes we're there for like five minutes trying to score. I love that, you know. I love that I keep a lot. He's, he's number two for Cairo's being unbelievable. But you still have that hunger and desire when you're training. And, and it's not just that, it's a personality to help yeah. players like yourself who've yeah. come in and understand. He's an experienced player. He's been around for a long, long time, Fraze. I like that. Yeah. Well done, Fraze. Yeah. And, we, and you've been on our podcast, so there you go. Yeah. Even better. Yeah. And he was brilliant at that as well. <laughs> Flipping, heck. <laughs> Lifelong contract, Fraze. There you go. Jono, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule and coming to shine to us too. And everyone at home, the world to your top man and all the best for the rest of the season, mate. Thank you. Brent, mate. legend, mate. See you, mate. Sports Social Podcast Network.